This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Once again, Decoder Ring Theater presents another page from the casebook of that master of mystery, that sultan of sleuthing, Martin Bracknell's immortal detective, Black Jack Justice, starring Christopher Mott as Jack and Andrea Lyons as Trixie Dixon, girl detective. The name's Dixon. Trixie Dixon, girl detective. They say that no good deed goes unpunished, and as far as I can see, that's just about right. Oh, I have no hard data to support that conclusion. I have conducted no double-blind study. My findings have been published in no peer-reviewed scientific journals. It could be argued that the very premise fails at basic rigor. What's that? Why, yes, I have been dating an astrophysicist, thank you for asking. His name is Ethan, and he's adorable as a hamster and nearly twice as useless. But Miss Dixon has not yet had a comet named after her, so she bides her time for just a little while longer. All of this is at least somewhat beside the point. What was I on about? Oh, yes, good deeds and the cosmic retribution for same. So exactly how can I feel so comfortable with the accuracy of this old saw? Evidence. My kind of evidence, not little Ethan's. For him, the only true evidence is that which is absolute, and theories change and evolve slowly over time. I have pointed out to him on more than one occasion that were a girl detective to wait for proof that positive before acting, she would quickly spoil her new hat with an unsightly bullet hole. At this, the discussion falls into laps, as Ethan purrs like a kitten when I talk rough, which is reason, too, that is proving difficult to dump him. A detective has to go with their gut. Maybe not every day, but often enough that if you're going to spend any serious kind of time in this business, you've got to trust your instincts. And a universe that would go out of its way to dispense discipline to those who transgress the basic laws of calculated self-interest seems to speak to mine. Take me, for example. I've kept Jack Justice alive more than once, and he, in turn, goes right on living. The big jerk. On the day in question... The aforementioned big jerk was fussing over his battered old percolator like Betty Crocker on a caffeine binge. The office mutt was curled up beside the radiator, which was whistling an irregular aria for no one in particular, and I, model of efficiency that I am, had just found a way to pad the expense report for the Henderson job for another $26.11. Our door remained resolutely undarkened, and with a cold, wet wind gathering off the river, I secretly hoped it would so remain. It was not to be. Good afternoon. Right with you. Is this Justice and Dixon private investigations? Told you we should have sprung for the neon sign. Ignore him. The coffee pot is on the fritz and he's starting to get the shakes. I'm Miss Dixon. He, by extension, isn't. How can we help you, Mr... You can call me Simon. Uh-huh. Is everything all right? Well... Simon, if we have found one trait that is shared by people who say things like, you can call me such and such... Yes? It isn't actually their name. Jack Justice. See, if you were a Mr. Simon, or Simon somebody, or even Simple Simon and the Pieman, you'd just stick out your hand and say so, like that. Well, nice to see I have found two such keen students of the human condition. May I sit down, or uh, do you have qualms about clients who do that too? You can sit. But for the record, you're not a client until we say you are. 
You two sell a lot of cars like this? That's cute, isn't it, Trixie? It's very cute. It really is. We hate cute. Perhaps I should go. Perhaps you should. What is this? Anybody who threatens to leave that quick has no place else to go, Simon. So why don't you make with the story while I try and coax Betsy back to life? Betsy? The coffee pot. Don't get him started. What's the problem? There's no problem. The basket is tipping when it boils. Makes a fine cup of sand. Have you got a penknife? A what? Here. What are you doing? There's some corrosion built up in this little slot. The support can't lock. Trust me, my grandfather had a pot like this before the war. And I mean World War I. There. See? All right. Simon, I'm going to take back some of the things I said about you. You hadn't said anything about me. Not yet, no. Jack, why don't you make our guest with the phony name a cup of something special from Malik's while he tells his tale of woe? There is a tale of woe, isn't there, Simon? I promise. Good. Jack? I'm sorry, I wasn't really listening. You'll be fine. How can we help you, Simon? I'll keep it simple. I have lost something and would like to retain your outfit to help me locate it. Sounds easy enough. What are you missing? I can't tell you. I see. Is it this? That is a stapler. So you aren't missing a stapler. How about this? Nice little desk lamp this is. You begin to see the problem? I am aware of the difficulty involved. Are you also aware that we get thirty nine ninety five a day plus expenses, that we will require three days in advance, and that there are no promises made nor refunds given? I expected as much. Then your every stupid request is our command. Is it this? What is that? A snow globe my mother brought me from Flagstaff. It's snow much in Arizona? You know, I never thought to ask. Listen, pal, I don't mind the occasional fool's errand, but only if I am not the fool in question. Why don't you start with who you are, in general terms, if not quite as specific as your name? You were in the war, Mr. Justice. That sounded more like a statement than a question. Please. You fairly reek of it. Though, as it happens, I do have more than just intuition on the subject. Jonathan J. Justice, Sergeant. Served with distinction, decorated three times. He was? You didn't know? (laughs) Strange. I had him pegged for the sort to brag... Better and better. And now I am officially more annoyed than disinterested. Tell your story or get out of my office. I can't tell you much more than I already have. Are you a patriot, Mr. Justice? The word means different things to different people. Most words do. Simon, this may be an odd question, but are you a spook? I work for an agency of the federal government. I am not at liberty to say which one. Fantastic. Thanks for stopping by. I'm surprised by your attitude, Justice. Simple, Simon. In the time of war, a patriot is a man who keeps himself and those around him alive more effectively than others, and who kills the most efficiently to do it. You can run that up the flag and salute it if you like. It doesn't mean I'm your sweetheart because you draw a government salary. You've lost something and you want it found. What is it? A briefcase. Black. Leather. Has a handcuff built into the handle. Subtle. The handcuff may or may not still be traveling with the hand attached. In any case, it wasn't on my operative when we found him this morning. The briefcase or the hand? Either. Both. The U.S. government has no particular interest in the appendage, but the briefcase must be recovered at all costs. I don't do at all costs anymore. I do thirty-nine ninety-five Plus expenses. Plus expenses. That is satisfactory. What's in the briefcase? I think you know that I can't tell you that. Swell. Simon, you understand what's involved here, yes? A black briefcase makes a very nice needle in a haystack the size of this city. But if we don't know what's in it, we can't very well guess who might want it and therefore who might have it. Thank you for explaining that in such clear and simple terms. I have been doing this for quite some time. Yes, but you don't seem to be very good at it, if you don't mind me pointing out the incredibly obvious. 
There are a number of excellent reasons why you're being engaged to search for the briefcase rather than its contents. You lack the security clearance, the knowledge of the intelligence community, and the ability to survive an encounter with anyone who could have taken the briefcase from its courier. I have people for that. Good people. Better than the one who's missing a hand now? I don't find that funny. I get that a lot. So your boys are playing the safe odds. That the goodies are now with some foreign bad guys or on the way to Saint. So what do we do? There's always a chance that some... misadventure has occurred. Misadventure? Like you losing a briefcase full of top-secret hoojaboos and what's-its? I have top-level operatives working under the assumption that the briefcase is in the hands of other top-level operatives. But what if the case is in the hands of low-level grifters? No, oh, I just love where this is going. Somebody sees a briefcase with a handcuff attached to it. Their eyes get big as dinner plates and they spirit it away under the very nose of the spies who stole it in the first place. You could sell this to television people. They'll buy anything. My men know the international intelligence operatives that might be behind this attack on our country. They do not know the ins and outs of our city's underworld. Your reputation suggests that you do. Find the briefcase. And if it's empty? I doubt very much that the criminal underclass would be able to open this particular case. The criminal underclass is pretty good at being bad. <laughs> very well. Then bring me the empty case and whomever opened it. We will take care of the rest, and you will have done your country a great service. Swell. We'll get started just as soon as our country puts 120 bucks on the table and gets his 15 cents change out of my office. And there it was. It wasn't the stupidest thing we'd ever been asked to do, but it was close enough as made no odds. We could always use a fee, even for a screwy job like this, but it would be nice to know that we weren't being played, for once. So our first stop was to a little pastry shop with which I was familiar to procure a symphony in Danish such as might make an overgrown man weak in the knees. And of course, our second stop was the stylish offices of Police Plaza Robbery Homicide Division to see the aforementioned overgrown man. Wait, Mr. Justice, Miss Dixon, you can't go in there. Hello, Sergeant Nelson. Nice day. You can't go in there! Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. You're looking quite trim. Have you lost weight? You can't... Uh, oh, oh thanks, Miss Dixon. Uh, it is, um... I can't go in there? Yes! Thank you. No, you can't go in there! I didn't go in there. Well, no, but you were going to. Yes, but I didn't. Jack did. But he can't either! I think he pretty clearly can. He just did. Sabian hasn't even screamed at him yet. The lieutenant isn't there. Isn't there? Isn't there. Well, where is he? He isn't there. There's a terrible echo in here. Nelson, what do you mean just letting anyone waltz in off the street while Sabian isn't there? I tried to stop you! Now, now, Nelson, this is no time for recriminations. Let us not bicker and argue about who pushed past who. Where's Sabian? He isn't here. I noticed that. What were you doing in there all that time? Oh, what time? In there, j just now. Just snooping. Now see here! Danish, Nelson? What's that? Oh, oh, but those are the lieutenants. I haven't given them to him yet. He'd never know if you had one. Well, I don't... Uh, that is, I... Well, did he look at the door like a mouse with cheese on his whiskers? Twice. So Sabian hmm. is due back any minute. Should we just wait? What? If Nelson thought Sabian might walk in any minute, he'd have arrested us by now. Nelson, who's right? What's that? You don't know where he is or when he'll be back, do you? Not, not exactly. So I am right and she is wrong? Yes, sir, I, I suppose. Give the boy a Danish and let's go. Not yet. Nelson, who's prettier, him or me? What? Uh, oh, 
you are, Miss Dixon. Good boy. Eat. So now what? Now what? What? I'd like to know something about this Simon. Simon who? Are we even sure that Sabian would know? Knows what? If our client has wandered far enough off the reservation to engage private detectives, you can bet the public detectives know something about a missing briefcase with a hand attached. About what? Do you hear something? That was me. Like questions and chewing? That that was me. Nelson, did you say something? I was just asking about the briefcase w- with the hand attached. Nelson, do you know something about a briefcase with a hand attached? No. I suspected as much. A handcuff attached? Yes, but not a hand. Oh, oh hello, hello Nelson. Nelson. You are listening to Blackjack Justice from DecoderRingTheater.com. The story so far, for those of you who merely stopped by to browse a complimentary newspaper. Old Square John and I had been retained by a client with one name, which could have been a surname or a Christian, but which was almost certainly not his own, to recover a missing briefcase full of what we presumed to be equally missing state secrets. In our desire to do as little work as possible for our three-day retainer, Jack and I sashayed into the inner sanctum of Police Lieutenant Sabian, who was unhelpfully absent. However... Just as from out of the mouths of babes comes something or other which I cannot at this moment precisely recall, Sabian's much-maligned flunky quickly produced for our edification a circular sent to our local law enforcement concerning the very briefcase for which we had been engaged to search. Jet black, double-locked, handcuff attached near the handle. Very much a prop worthy of a paperback novel. It also provided certain details on the contents of said attaché, to wit... Coded papers concerning the development of an experimental jet engine known as the Mark II. The papers were said to be extremely sensitive and of great interest to any number of foreign powers. Nelson, of course, was terribly excited by all of this, which created a problem. He was now stuck to us more or less entirely like gum on our shoes, and the only way we were going to ditch him was to shoot him, which is apparently still frowned upon by police forces almost everywhere. And since we had no alternative at all... It occurred to Jack that the only thing that would annoy Sabian even more than losing Nelson was to take him along and, if at all possible, make a hero out of him. And so the mighty firm of Justice and Dixon sailed forth, the future of our country and her allies firmly in the hands of Sergeant Horatio Diogenes Otis Nelson. And yes, it does sound stupid when you say it out loud, doesn't it? Where is it? Where is what? Don't get smart, Mr. Justice. Blame my kindergarten teacher, Miss McCovey. Taught me to tie my shoes at four, and I've never looked back since. Here. What's this? The cup of coffee I owed you from this morning. Except it's fresh. Do you have any sugar? Hmm, You didn't strike me as the type. Where is the briefcase, Justice? I didn't say I wasn't going to give you any. Here. The briefcase? It's an interesting story. Sit down. I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. I don't think you understand that not sitting down won't get you your briefcase any faster. You have it? No. But it's on its way. In that case, I will sit down. Excellent. Is there someone you need to call? Call? Yes. A superior at your unnamed agency, perhaps. You think I'm going to telephone my people from an unsecured line and tell them that I have recovered the prize without even seeing it myself? Smart boy. Just thought I'd ask. So what's a Mark II engine? Where did you hear that? Around. Is it important? This isn't funny, Justice. The security of your country is at stake. It's just making conversation. Can I assume that the case was opened? You can assume whatever you like. The case is no good to me empty. I guess not. I don't know if it is or if it isn't. It's on its way. Why do you insist on acting like a petulant child? My mother used to ask me the same thing. Of course, I was three at the time. 
Miss Dixon, you have the briefcase? I do not. It's either on its way or it isn't. What does that mean? It means a guy is on his way over with a briefcase. If it's yours, we're done. If it isn't, we're not. Did he know what a Mark II engine was? He didn't say, but he had a little accident when I mentioned it, so I assume he did. Where did you two hear that name? Isn't that what's in the case? If you've heard that phrase, that suggests that the case had been opened. That's an interesting theory. The case is no good to me empty. He mentioned that once already. He's in something of a lather. You've been teasing him. Just a little. Simon, the man who was on his way over here is a local pawnbroker and dealer in... curiosities. He didn't say who brought him the case, but if I were trying to sell a spy briefcase or a monkey's paw or a handful of magic beans, he's the guy I would try and sell it to, which suggests the case was taken by a... what did he call it? A low-level grifter, I think. Low-level grifter, that was it. He didn't know from secret plans, he just wanted a few bucks. So we sold it to our pawnbroker, who will, in turn, sell it back to you. The papers. Are they still in the case? Didn't say. Because we didn't ask. Because we couldn't ask. Because we don't know what to ask. Because you have trust issues. I am, should it be necessary, prepared to strangle the pair of you. The case is not empty, Simon. Our man told us that much. There'll be one price for the case, and another for the case, plus its contents. So he did get it open? That I couldn't say. I just know what he told us. He must have. But he has the contents. That's what he says. Good. Good. Everything's okay, then? Of course. As long as he has the papers, everything is fine? Of course. Well, then, he should be here any minute. Yep. That's right. Any minute. Come in. Um, that is, uh, hello. Mr. Simon, this is Big Marty Patrick. Big Marty, this is our client, Mr. Simon. What? Perhaps for simplicity's sake, we should just call Big Marty by his nickname. Nelson. Yes? Oh, oh, yes. Everybody calls him Nelson. Why? 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 I'm sorry, I I have a cold. There you have it. Big, I mean Nelson, uh, do you have the briefcase? Oh, yeah, Miss, uh... Trixie, I got it right here. That's what you was looking for. Where did you get this? That's confidential. Is this the briefcase you wanted? There's only one way to be sure. Open it. It's locked. But you've had it open. Just being in possession of that is a federal crime, and you've had it open. Um, maybe I have, and maybe I haven't. Well, as long as the papers are there, everything's all right. Say, Simon, I just had an interesting thought. What is it now? Well... You seem pretty sure that the briefcase has been opened. Yeah. So what if the papers were copied? Wouldn't you need to know everybody who has come in contact with the case? Track them all down and check them all out? You only seem concerned with the one copy. It's an interesting point, Mr. Justice. But one thing at a time. Open the briefcase. It's locked. But you've had it open. Who says I have? Where else could you have heard the phrase Mark II Engine? Who says I have? If you didn't tell them, where in blazes did they hear it? That's an interesting question. I heard it from him. And I heard it from a police circular. From a... The words you're searching for are police circular. See, the State Department sent one around when the case went missing. Didn't go into a lot of details, but it had a lot more than you'd gave us. And if they were sending that around to local law enforcement, why would you hire two gumshoes and then tell them nothing at all? Doesn't make a lot of sense. All right. You two think you're very clever. We kind of do. You are a spy, but you aren't one of ours. He isn't? I got five bucks that says he stole the case in the first place and then lost it. Lost it? Sure. If the Americans had it, it'd be game over. But he knew it was somewhere else. He didn't know the city, and he couldn't turn to anyone back home for help. What did you do, Simple Simon? Leave the briefcase on a bus? Lose it in a crap game? It doesn't really matter, does it? I'll take it back now. 
Simon, Simon, Simon. The gun won't help you. It isn't actually the real case. Um, actually... We have no idea where the real case is. Mr. Justice... We uh, don't need the secrets. We have the spy. I, uh, that is, uh... I think your friend is trying to say something. Um, uh... Nelson? Mr. Justice? What did you do? Well... Oh, no. It's just that the two of you were right. They, they did have a lot of things down at Big Marty's pawn shop. J- just like you said... Anybody that turns up anything crazy brings it to him. He had three or four briefcases with handcuffs on them. Like novelties, just like you said. But he only had one that just came in and and was still locked. With something inside of it. So you bought the real case to use as the fake case for this little ruse. Uh, yes. Oh, Nelson. You make my head hurt. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. So now I have recovered the Mark II papers, and no one will ever know of my mistake. (laughs) And no one will ever know why two private detectives and an oaf were shot and killed in their office. Didn't you have a plan for this? It involved you shooting the bad guy. Why didn't you mention this to me? I've never had to before. Sometimes you just shoot them on spec. Give me the briefcase, Mr. Nelson. If you say so. Nelson, you can't give him that. I I think I have to, Mr. Justice. Quite right. You see, Jack... Not everyone is courageous under fire. No, sir. It isn't that. Isn't it? No, you see, just being in possession of that case is a federal crime. What the... Nelson, why is my office full of federal agents? Real ones this time. Hello, sailor. I called them when I found the case. They were waiting on the hall. It, uh, It just seemed like a good idea at the time. And that was how it went. We had succeeded in being lazy and also not being shot. Nelson had pretty much done everything else. On the other hand, he had only been paid for one day and we had been paid for three, which seemed fair. Nelson, in turn, was given a citation and promoted to detective. Sabian took the whole thing in stride and appointed Detective Nelson to be the department's liaison officer with any and all private detectives. Which just goes to show that no good deed goes unpunished, my friends. It really does not. Blackjack Justice, episode 48, The Mark II Caper, was written and directed by Greg Taylor and starred Christopher Mott and Andrea Lyons, with additional voices supplied by Peter Nickel and Hans Messerschmidt. This recording and the story, characters, and situations depicted within are the property of their author and creator and protected by copyright. Until next time, remember, DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure. Sweet Sue has been tied to the railroad tracks. Will our heroes save her? Well, of course, the hero always prevails on Thriller Thursdays. I'm John Bell, the hero that rarely prevails in Bells in the Bat Free, the comedy show you can hear every Friday Follies and a bunch of Sunday showcases. Oops, looks like the hero may have been a tad late there.